This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College. Welcome to the Summit Show. I have two very lively personalities in the studio with me today. One of the women was invited from invited by Dr. Sherry, and I'm just getting to know her, and she's so infectious and joyful and beautiful. Hello, Dana Martin. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. So you know Dr. Sherry? I do. So tell us about Dr. Sherry. Oh, my goodness. Dr. Sherry, I have only known her for one year, but I think that we might be sisters separated at birth. Amen. Soul sisters for the, at the very least, right? I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. that. Oh. Yeah, we, we met in a journey group. The journey is um, through the influencers ministry. And uh, we have a, a journey group. And I met her one year ago when she joined our journey group. And I didn't know her. And it was, uh, I liked her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That feeling was not mutual. Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe this has even been laid out on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, uh, Sherry, you can tell you can tell the audience why uh, your, your version of the story. I liked you immediately. Oh, I, and it's not that I didn't like you. It's just that she is, she is infectious. She has this bubbly personality. She's absolutely wonderful. She is kind and loving and caring and everything I want to be when I grow up. But at the same time, um, you know, when I'm not, I, 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 it's not that I wasn't in a good place because I was in a good place. I'm at Summit and I'm, you know, God's leading me in all these things. But it's just like, but women, I still am leery about, yeah. the, you know, women in the backstabbing and anyway. And I just remember walking into this room and she just comes with at me with her hands open saying, hi, you know, and, and just loving all over me. And it's just like, I don't know this woman. And <laughs> But with that being said, with that being said, um, there was a point in my in the in the journey group where I ended up um, sharing that I thought that she was fake. Oh my goodness! <laughs> she confessed. I did, I had to. I had to because it was weighing heavy on my heart, and she didn't deserve me to you know to. Uh, to she just didn't deserve that. Put it that way. <laughs> anyway, and I in a, ended up telling all the girls in the journey group that you know I was judging all of them too. So, <laughs> well, you know what? I want to interject on that too because there's a reason for that like behavior. <laughs> when you have been hurt and wounded and like betrayed, it's so difficult. Can I just say, in my journey as a woman in leadership, I've had more challenges with women than I have any buddy else like Mm -hmm. because there is so much so many dynamics that go into women in leadership working together because we each have our own personality we have our own vision I mean let's let's share the story about the flyer right like it's a funny story because I didn't like the flyer (laughs) I she says she didn't like you Dana I didn't like the flyer (laughs) I didn't like the flyer and I told them that I didn't like the flyer and Um, I will say it has grown on me. It's actually quite beautiful and vibrant. And then I realized, like, after sitting on it for a weekend, I was like, does it really matter? Like, literally, does it really matter? And I recognized that there was a vision that was being birthed through this this seminar that we're going to do. And Dana, you're speaking at it. That's why we have you on the show tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about what you're going to bring and, and just kind of your ministry and what it is that you carry. Um, but I had to ask, Oh my goodness, I keep hitting the mic. I had to ask myself, like, is this my vision? Is this my conference? And I recognize that it isn't 
and that I'm just alongside someone else and watching her carry something that God has imparted to her heart. And that person is Dr. Sherry. So when you recognize that sometimes you are called to be a partner with someone and not necessarily like the in the driver's seat, I think it puts a lot into perspective over like what you're going to fight over or what you're going to like allow to get under your skin. And when I recognize that there's a vision for this thing, the conference that we're doing is October 8th. It's a Sunday. It's here in Bakersfield, California. It's called Abide in His Love Women's Conference. When I recognized the vision that Sherry's carrying on this, I felt this sense of understanding come over my heart. And not only that, I felt like I get to be in a different position than I'm used to being in, where it's like, I'm going to get to receive something from this. And I get to see God move in a way like unique to my experience because I'm not going to be in the driver's seat. Because I'm used to doing, I'm used to planning all the seminars for the college. I've been working at summer for 15 years. So, um, I'm excited for it and it's amazing. And I got protective. That was the other thing I was going to say. You get understanding, then you get protective. So then I went from not liking the flyer to being like, if anyone says anything about that flyer, I will (laughs) seriously like karate chop them. (laughs) Like now I'm protective over it. It's a totally different shift because I see that God is on this. It's not just three women with three different personalities who have three different callings. It's like, we're three women who are separate, but we're together because God is with us and God is calling us to walk together through this. So all of that to say, it's amazing because when we started doing this, Dana, we did the planning for it and she said your name right away. She was like, I have to ask Dana Martin because I feel like there's something that she has for the women that are going to be here. And she, she was like, Caitlin, it was almost like this thing where she was like, just give me that. Like, if you don't give me anything else, Caitlin, like, as if I'm, like, the godfather or something. <laughs> like, just let me ask Dana. <laughs> Not really. Because I'm usually the one who gets all the speakers and stuff. And then I, that's another thing. Like, I just really was like, okay, God, what do you want? Like, do you want me to get the speakers? Like, who do you want to have? Because we pray together for it. We all sit down. Her, I, and Gypsy are like, what do you want? And so she had your name come up, and she just knew in her in her heart that you have something to give these women and you know what i don't know if you know about last year's conference but it was awaken did she tell you about last year's she did there was 120 women there and i have been doing conferences for 15 years and i've never i'm not just saying this i've never been a part of a women's conference like that there was something so special about women lifting their hands, singing to the Lord in a way where they're coming out of the reason why I called it awaken is they're coming out of a slumber. They're coming out of COVID culture. They're coming out of like being put to sleep because of the culture war and not being able to like worship freely and live freely and coming out of depressions, coming out of sickness. And these women were just awakened literally. Mm -hmm. Right. And now because of the busyness of life, it's been a year later, people are like needing to slow down now again. We're back in that normal cycle of like, we're in the rat race again. We're on the hamster wheel. So that's why abide is so strong on Dr. Sherry's heart and my heart. And that's why I'm in agreement with it is because that's what we, we have to do this before anything else, you know? So Dana, what was that like to be asked to be one of our speakers? And what do you feel like the Lord's putting on your heart for October 8th? Well, it was a, it's a great story because um, Sherry and I talked about it. She invited me, and it was a, a cute the way that she did it because she was afraid to ask me, which is just so, so Sherry. She's just so sweet. Uh, and when she did, we both agreed that I would pray on it. And that kind of came with a giggle because um it was me saying okay i'll pray on it 
I already knew the answer, right? And, and it's kind of cool because um, one of the stories I tell is when you're abiding, answers come quicker than when you're not abiding. And so when you're walking and you're dwelling in the Lord, he, he downloads information much faster than when you're not walking and abiding in him. So I already knew the answer, but I also wanted to pray on it because I do that with every opportunity that I have. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't even know if it was a day later, (laughs) five minutes later, the next morning, (laughs) the next morning. And all I I get is a yes. (laughs) And then I said, and it was always a yes. It was always a yes. And it's interesting because running parallel to that was another opportunity that I had and it did not have the same feeling right away. And I told the person who asked me, I'm gonna have to pray on it. And, and I, and it's funny because when the Lord, when, when he has cleared you to do something, when it's something that he knows that you are going to do for him to glorify him and he takes all the roadblocks out, he takes the roadblocks in your spirit away and you can just say yes, freely knowing that his hand is on it. That is so great. Dana, so tell us a little bit about yourself because you have a testimony just like anyone, but it's always fun to hear how did you get saved? Like, how did you meet Jesus? And from that place, how did you end up where you're at? Cause you're a community leader and you're very honored in this, in this city and people know you and they think highly of you and you're doing a lot of really great work in women's lives. So first of all, thank you for that. And I know that it's been a journey for you to get there <laughs> because that doesn't happen overnight. Right. So tell us whatever you feel like sharing. Well, um, we call it, in journey we called our bridge story it was the moment in my life when the bridge came down and that the bridge is jesus and i crossed it um it was funny because i've I, you know i was born and raised here in bakersfield um my parents we believed in god we we believed in jesus i always believed in him but i didn't know there was another step because we didn't go to church we didn't do anything and so um goodness i had three kids before I met a neighbor who came across the street one day and we were just talking and the talk turned to faith because that was very much a topic that she loved to talk about I found out later and she asked me if I had ever been saved and I said I have no idea what you're talking about saved from what (laughs) and she said well what what do you do? You, what do you believe about Jesus? And I said, Well, I believe He's the Son of God. And she goes, Okay. Well, have you ever prayed the salvation prayer? And I said, I don't know. I maybe I don't know if I have. <laughs> I didn't know. I was twenty three years old, twenty four. And you had already had three kids. Yes, mm-hmm. I had three kids by the time I was twenty four. I got married at nineteen. Wow. Uh huh. And I uh, had my first baby at twenty. And this December, I'll be married thirty five years. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And so um, I crossed the street with her. I had a, my baby was in a bassinet. So I had three kids. My youngest was in a bassinet. I looked back. We lived in a cul-de-sac. And so I'm like, okay, I'll run across the street with you real fast. So we, we scrambled across the street and she sat on the couch and she pulled out her Bible and she had me read some things and I read them back to her and she slammed her Bible and she goes, that's it. You're saved. Congratulations. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was easy. Thanks. <laughs> So I walked back across the street thinking, okay, this was cool and everything. But what happened was, is I opened the door to my house. And the second my leg crossed the threshold, I felt something pouring. And the only way I can describe it is cold, like a bucket of cold water poured, but on the inside of me. And it poured through me. And remember, I had no experience. I did not know what it was. I found out later what it was. 
but I did not know at the time. I just thought, well, that was a strange sensation, and I didn't know. And it would be years before I knew what that was because that, that was just That's amazing. Isn't that awesome? Well, yeah. maybe the listeners want to hear what that was. <laughs> maybe they don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm wondering, did someone put Gatorade, throw Gatorade on you because yeah. you won the game or what? Yeah, like, yeah kind of. It was the Lord did. Yes, it was the Lord's Gatorade. He poured his Holy Spirit <laughs> into me. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That is amazing. So did your yeah. husband get saved? He he was saved a long time before I even met him. He he always had known the Lord and um So what did he think about this situation? I'm, I'm not even sure I told him. It was just so personal and wow. I no, it was not and, and didn't I didn't start going to church afterwards, but I had the feeling of the spirit and it was in that moment that he started revealing himself to me little by little over the years because then it would take years before I got to where I am now. Wow. So when did you start going to church and really like seeking him in in that corporate sense? Uh, October 21st of 2021, I lost my best friend. I lost my mom. And um, it was sudden, unexpected. And she was everything to me. And um, so... We had her service at our church, and she had served in that church. They everybody knew her. I had people coming up to me, like the the music team and the soundboard guys and the security guys, and they were coming up and saying, "Wow, we loved your mom. She used to bring us popcorn. <laughs> your mom is the greatest." They had a picture of her that she took that they took with my mom during um, mother a mother's day celebration and she was like the mom to all these other young women who didn't have a mom so i loved the service so much now we were creasters let me just back up a little bit we went on christmas and easter i took my children (laughs) i took my children to church on christmas and easter so uh we didn't just you know it wasn't that we never went to church. We just were those seat warmers twice a year. So anyway, um, once my mom passed away and we had her service at our church, I told my husband, her service was on a Thursday, and I, on Sunday I said, I want to go back. I need to be close to my mom. I feel close to her there. So we went back on Sunday, and then the next Sunday I looked at him and I said, we're going to church. And that kind of started, and then Every day, every Sunday since then, I think now that's been her service was in November of 21. We are almost now to November of 22. And I think I've only missed two services since then because we were out of town. Two church services on Sunday. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're in 23. Yeah. So it's been almost two years. Two years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost two years. So it was honestly, um, that is the, the catalyst. So my mom passing away, um, in January of that year, um, I was in a very dry place because her funeral was over. We had gotten through Christmas somehow. We gotten through. Actually, we had to get through Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas that year. So by the time January rolled around, I was feeling very in a very dry place. And I speed walk for exercise. And I was out on one of my speed walks. And I was, uh, I turned off my music. And I just started talking to the Lord. And I said, you know what? I'm done with leading my own life i am dry i don't know what to do once my mom was gone i mean i don't know there was i didn't have a purpose 
I didn't I felt I felt a loss I felt empty I felt alone I felt lonely and I told God you know what that's it you can have my life and you can do whatever you want with my life from this point and so he um he took it quite seriously when you signed the pink slip (laughs) when you all I can tell you is that it is very similar to signing most people have sold a car you've sold a used car and you you have to sign the pink slip over to the new owner it was a very similar experience I signed my life over to Jesus that day and that's much different than being saved. It's much yes. different than having faith. It's different than going to church. Yes. It is a complete surrender of self. It's dying to self and saying, you can have me from here on out. And, and I did that in January. And then quickly after that, he presented me with an opportunity to lead journey groups. And so since then, I have in some way or another, I have lost track because now our to- our total is really high. <laughs> I would say somewhere around 140 women in some way or another I have um, brought to, at least brought through, helped bring through the either six weeks or nine months of uh, the journey discipleship process. And God, God, knew who, God knew who he was picking. He, <laughs> he knew who he was choosing. He picked the right person. Isn't it amazing how, you know, you don't get saved. Well, you got saved years ago, right? But you don't really say yes to ministry until recently, like a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. Isn't it amazing how he expedites the process for you? We were just talking about that with Dr. Sherry's life. Yes. Like, it's not like a 50-year-old who's saying yes to God has to necessarily go through the same, like, journey that a 19 year old coming to the Lord does because here's what what I'm trying to say life experience matters and when we're older and we've already been through a lot God has a way of like catching us up really quick and getting us up to speed we still have to go through like the same basic discipleship principles of forgiveness and receiving forgiveness like you talked about on the last show but it's like he uses our gifts that we acquired over the years Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that there were things you were doing (laughs) you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago that were equipping you without you even knowing it mm-hmm. to lead the journey group now, mm-hmm. but it's really his spirit in you. Yes. But the tools and the gifts that you have, like he was already developing you even through your motherhood, even through your wifehood. It's just so awesome. He's a good God. He waits. He's very patient. He waits through, he he, he waited through the years of me not abiding. There were years when I wasn't abiding, and he waited through those years, too, because he knew. He saw the whole plan. He, he knew the whole plan. He designed the whole plan. So he, know, he knew exactly when I would get to the point where he could use me. And now what I love is I give my mom the credit. Amen. I give my mom the credit every time somebody goes, every time, you know, this over the summer, um, somebody came to Christ in one of my groups, and that, had, that was the first time it ever happened before. So I was able to be that gal that opened her Bible and said, repeat after me. <laughs> and I told her, that's, you know, you can thank my mom, because I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't lost my mom. Wow. I'm, like, really touched by your story. <laughs> it's just amazing how... Um, how quickly God has even healed you. Do you know what I mean? Because it was like very heartbreaking to go through what you went through. Um, And he's just quickened you and healed you. And it's really obvious when you talk to people that 
you have a deep love in your heart. And so I think that that, you know, she's not fake. <laughs> she's <laughs> not sure. fake. You know, I think maybe he chose to use someone who's been like only walking with him for the um, small amount of time that you have, because there's like, um, a tendency that the longer we're in ministry, sometimes we just get really, um, we get tired of it. Like we just get tired and, um, kind of worn down and we kind of treat, it's easy to treat people like formulas or to just treat ministry. Like it's a job when it's like, it's not, Mm -hmm. it's people's lives and the ministry is never above the person. The person is the ministry. And so I think it's awesome that he's given you like such a high calling so quick. And it's very rare, honestly, that you're in the position that you're in in this community being like only a couple years into your ministry because usually people have to go through like, you know, (laughs) you know, King David, like he was anointed as king when he was 16 years old and he didn't occupy the palace until he was 30. Mm -hmm. Like you got literally said yes to God three years, two and a half years ago, three years ago Mm -hmm. or whatever, as far as yes to ministry. Yes. And now you're like, you're occupying his palace in a way (laughs) because you're bringing people in to this discipleship. I've gone through the journey and we went through the marriage. My husband and I went through the marriage part of it. Um, our friends are, uh, Adriana and Joel Tremblay and they had, they hosted it at their house. But, um, we also know, and Sherry's knows her now as well. Amara Dobbs, um, and some other just amazing leaders of the journey. And it's just a great, it's a great discipleship program for people to go through. And so with all of that said, I think we probably have what, seven minutes left. Yeah. This whole concept of abide. So what does that mean to you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked it and asked it like that. Um, (laughs) Abiding, uh, you have a before and after, and there's such a clear delineation um, between when people have gone through the journey and they have discovered that all this time they have not been abiding, then they they can look back and say, oh, okay, now I know what abiding is. It's dwelling every day in the Lord with the Lord. I tell people this and I'm going to say it uh, at the conference as well, but in a very short amount of scripture, in just six verses, he says the word abide 10 times. Where else in the Bible can you find a single word in that short of an amount of scripture? And you ask, well, why, what point is he trying to get across? He's telling us abide in me and I will abide in you, and you will bear much fruit. And it is so significant that he repeated it ten times. Yes. So that is, um, for me, that is a big clue that we should probably pay attention to it. And what it means is to be with him, in him, um, live in him, dwell in him like dwelling in a house, and let him dwell in you as if that's his house. Let him live in you, you live in him. You stay connected to him. And the more you're connected to him, like I said at the very top of the show, he will download things in you and you will come to answers quicker uh, and you will bear much fruit. It's so amazing. And it's like, I have never heard someone say that before, but when we were trying to find the verse for the flyer, John 15, nine is the verse that we chose. And it's as the father has loved me. I have also loved you abide in my love. You know, there's a lot of translations and I get kind of wary of like, 
them because I'm first of all get concerned about certain translations because I'm like you can't leave out you know what I mean like there were some translations when we were looking it up that didn't mm-hmm. have the word abide in it do you mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. and we were and it like came from the Matthew it's in Matthew so it's a, it's the the vine um, yeah abide in me and abide in they're me. the synoptic gospel so they're they're in like all three of them but I'm I'm just saying, like, we were in John and Matthew, and some of them weren't saying abide, remember? They used the word remain a lot. Yeah, yes. remain, remember? Remain, yes. We were looking both in Matthew and in John, and um, all of that to say, the word abide is means something profound, and when you look up, I mean, even we could just pull up the dictionary right now and just look up the word abide. It's like, when you use words, and you understand them, and you understand their meaning, and you don't try to water them down, it helps you. I remember when I first started reading the word of God, there were words in the Bible that I didn't understand, right? And so I got a dictionary out, and I started reading the dictionary and comparing the words in scripture so I could understand them better. It says, um, accept or act in accordance with. Um, it also says, be able to tolerate. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Continue without fading or being lost. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Continue without fading or being lost. Like, how easy is it for us to be lost mm-hmm. in what we're doing or in ourselves? Like, um, No, if you disconnect from the vine, mm-hmm. then you're lost because you've lost your nutrients. The living water can't flow from him to you if you aren't connected to the vine. Amen. It's just amazing. I'm just so grateful. Dana, we are so grateful that you have agreed to come agreed. and <laughs> and also that you and Sherry have such a close relationship because I'm seeing so much in her like this last radio broadcast that we did with her. I'm trying to say it to her in a way that she doesn't think I'm saying she used to suck at speaking because she never <laughs> used to suck at speaking. She's always been a good speaker, but I'm telling you when she just spoke on the last broadcast, I've never seen so much confidence and just like relaxation in her. Right. Yeah. yeah. God is doing um, the thing. And I think that the credit to that is like what she's experienced probably through the journey group as well, yes. even though she hasn't started her facilitation yet, or she started this week, right? Yes. You yeah, started Tuesday, this week. Tuesday was our first. Um, but even just being in the journey probably helped you with that. Just conversing with people and, you know, so, um, it's just so great. We have two minutes left and, Maybe you have a word for the listeners, Dana. Uh, just, I think we should mention really quick. You should mention the conference and then pan, or hand it over to Dana after she can read it. Let the listeners know how to sign up for it and and all the the goodies. <laughs> and then have her pray us out. How about that? Okay. So the Abide Conference is going to be, um, let's see, held on Sunday, October eighth. Sunday, October 8th from 12 to 530. It's going to be at the Westchester Event Center on F Street across from Rosemary's. Lunch will be provided. Um, Tickets are um, $40, and you can purchase those um, at summitbiblecollege.com. Just look for the link that says Abide and purchase it there, and we hope to see you. Yeah, so Dana, what words do you have? We have two minutes left. Maybe you have like a word of encouragement or a prayer that Mm -hmm. you want to give. Maybe someone was touched by your mm-hmm. what you said. You, you know, <laughs> I was. I was crying. So. Yeah. Um, you know what? It, everybody has. Everybody suffers uh, loss, death, um, uh, troubles, trials, and the difference between us and people who don't believe is that we have the Lord of the Universe with us when we go through those. That is why I was able to get through my mom's death is because the Lord of the universe was comforting me and I knew where she was and we have the ability to rely on him and he will take the burdens from us and he will comfort us. 
That's so good. Will you pray for Yeah, I would love to. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, this this gathering of three women who just want to glorify you, God. I, I ask for your blessing uh, over this broadcast and all who hear it, Father, that you would um, cover them with your holy protection and bless their lives in ways that they have never imagined. And Lord, I ask that you pursue them and you touch their hearts and lead them to some somewhere where they can get closer to you, God. I, I ask for um, protection over everyone here and your blessing. Father, we just love you. We honor you. We glorify you. And we pray that this conference glorifies you as well. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Thank you guys for listening to the show. We hope to see you at the Abide Women's Conference, and God bless you. This broadcast is sponsored by Summit Bible College.